Here we are, episode four, a very, very special three-person episode. Uh, You can see we got some Batman stuff going on in the corners there because we are about to, let's say... uh, We're talking Batman. Discuss Batman. Yeah. Uh, with the new the the Batman that just came out, um, obviously you know they've made what feels like about a thousand Batman movies since uh, since it's a lot I, more than I thought. Out. When I looked up all of them, I was like, "Holy shit, they got a Lego Batman movie!" Yeah, it's crazy too. If, if you start looking at the, um, I mean, obviously like the um, Batman vs Superman, like Dawn of Justice and the the Justice League stuff. And then on top of it, all the animated stuff like Under the Red Hood and right. Uh, I've Kill- never watched any of that shit. The Killing Joke, you never watched any of that stuff. Nah. That's Killing- a good one. The Killing Joke's rad, dude. That's really good. Hey, Caleb, have you seen the uh, one that they did with the Ninja Turtles? I downloaded it, thinking my kids could watch it. Absolutely not. Hold up, there's a Batman Ninja Turtles. Oh nah, yeah, is it? And it's awesome. <laughs> All right, it's uh, a lot more adult oriented than I thought. Like right, I was right. not prepared. For, I didn't know this. I remember the, when you said you let. Link I remember that. I didn't know that DC with these new animated movies would definitely is tearing towards us, not towards kids. So I remember, like, I mean, I feel like Under the Red Hood was. It's got to be ten years ago. That that was uh, that that storyline first made its rounds. And it was way, way, way more adult than than anything I had seen Batman wise. It kind of reminded me of like when um, oh, Marvel did like the the old man Logan storyline with Wolverine and stuff like that, where it was just grittier. And it, this was like pre Christopher Nolan, so at the time, I mean, it still kind of is the grittiest, like rawest Batman. The the Killing Joke and stuff like that is that's more very, along the lines of of how that well. Turtle one is like. Within like the first thirty seconds, somebody takes like a ninja star to the forehead and just splits their head open. It's it's nuts. Yeah. And that that animation. I mean, obviously, you can do so much more with animation than you can with uh, with live action and CGI. It's literally unlimited what you can do with animation. I always think of like Kill Bill, like that cut scene with uh, Iroku um, or whatever Lucy Lucy Liu's character. Yep. <clears throat> where it's that is like. Literally as gory as anything has ever been on television or in a movie. Yeah. I mean, the dude literally gets cut in half and like she puts that sword in his chest and she pulls it out and it like you see her silhouette on the wall. I mean, that's wild. That's super duper gory. Yeah. <clears throat> Couldn't really do that with live action. I can't I can't imagine Lucy Lou getting sprayed in the face with that much blood. So that would be awesome. We'll so there. yeah. Eventually. We're, uh, along with all the uh, you know the the different Batman's that they made, obviously they made some that are just straight stinkers that we're probably not gonna argue much old about. Tits. What's that? It's an old bat tits. Talk about Clooney. Yep. You talk about the yeah. nipples. Everybody's pissed off about nipple armor. Everybody got mad because Batman had nipples. Well, of course he has nipples, but does it have to be included in the suit? That's really the question. I mean, it, Look it, it at Val is Kilmer over here. Look at Val. I know he's he ain't pretty got no up. back like that. Mm. I bet Ben was cut up like he is right there, but Val. Eh. Uh, I don't know, man. What what year did uh, what was Batman Forever? Nineteen ninety five, ninety three or some shit like that. Yeah, Batman Forever, right around there. Ninety five. So like, 
so definitely yeah. post uh, post Top Gun, but by ten yeah. years, <laughs> Top Gun but came out in the eighties, man. Val, 88 or eighty seven was, was Val still doing okay? I mean, I remember like uh, the Saint. He had to still be in pretty decent shape for the Saint. I like that. Ninety two would have been Batman Returns. I think. Did you just did you just go audio only to look something up, Todd? Usually you stay on screen when you do research. I don't know what that what happened there. I don't know what happened there. Um. Wait, Ooh. Batman? No, Batman Forever was not night. You said Batman Returns. Batman Returns was ninety two. Ninety two. So Batman Forever had to be ninety six or ninety seven. Yeah, probably. Batman Returns was still Keaton, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was the second Keaton. Yeah, Batman Forever was the the only Val Kilmer one. Yeah. So yeah, let's call Batman it Batman Forever was ninety five. Ninety five. So I bet Batman I bet and Val Robin Kilmer. was 97. Val Kilmer was still in decent shape there. I don't know if he was in the kind of shape that we're seeing in the bottom corner of the screen right now. I don't know if anybody, any Batman's ever been in that kind of shape. Especially Keaton. <laughs> right. Keaton, he was, Keaton dead, was, he was never cut up like that. Keaton was dad bod Batman. Yeah, he was. How old was Michael Keaton in 1989? That's the real question. He's got to be like around my parents' age. He's got to be, what's, what, what year was he born? 54, 55? Who Michael Keaton? Fifty-one. Yeah. Fifty-one. So he was, he was almost forty years old playing Batman. Yeah, he was 38, 39. and then forty when they did Batman Returns. Yep. So is he? He's the oldest Batman then. I think Ben's forty. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, Keaton, yeah. Keaton's coming back for this Flash movie. What? For what? Michael Keaton is back. As the Batman from the '89 Batman film, for the new Flash movie, are they okay. gonna? Is it gonna still be in like the whole Tim Burton realm? Like, yeah, because it's when the Flash is trying to correct things, he's gonna jump timelines. Oh shit! His yeah. IMDb's got Batgirl and that Flash. They're he's they're got it's the old school Tim Burton emblem on his chest. Like, it's gonna be awesome. So That's crazy. So what I was, I did a little bit of just like earlier. I didn't want to come in completely unprepared for you guys to to roast the Christopher Nolan <laughs> movies. So I I did a li- just a, a touch of background at bat background even, <laughs> um, and like I was talking to Danielle, my you know my wife. I was saying like that original the original to us the 1989 Batman. Sure. Here you know, from, from here on referred to as the original, because I don't, I didn't really watch the TV show till I was a teenager. You know what I mean? Yeah. The old Adam West stuff. And it's entertaining, but it's not my Batman. So I remember watching that VHS at my aunt's house, the very first time I ever watched a Batman movie and that VHS box. Do you remember? It was just a plain black box. It didn't say yeah. Batman. It just had, I owned it. Yeah, I had it. It just had the logo on there and it yeah. wrapped just barely around the side yeah. of the screen. It like it Absolutely. didn't fit. Oh my God. Like how genius of a of a move was that to not have it fit directly on the front of the screen because that stands out in my head. I'm sure you guys too. I when I was a kid my dad bought me that for Christmas. It was a hundred dollars. It was a hundred dollars. Oh. For a VHS, buy that VHS when I when we bought because it, it had just come out. Like in the Delmar video where we used to get videos from, you could buy the tapes outright. And like that right there was a that's a reference Delmar video. 
Oh yeah. Ooh, Dude, some of that every Friday night, my old man would take us and everybody was allowed to pick out one movie. And it was Friday night after he got paid. We would go to Ryan's or old, old country buffet every time. We, and after Ryan's, we would hit old Delmar and he, he were allowed to pick out a movie. And I picked that movie out probably four weeks in a row. And he was like, I'm just going to buy that movie. I'm just like, buy it. They, I, every week I was like, Oh, I'm watching Batman. Of course. And then me and my brother were both like, all right, I'll pick Batman and you pick something else that we want to watch. Cause we had two sisters and we didn't watch their bullshit movies. So we were like, all right, you have to pick something else because we can't just have Batman. Oh, so good. And I, I, I wore that. I, I probably, I had to buy that one twice. I think I remember I watched it a million times. That's probably like that. The very first, you know, as soon as the, you, you pop that DVD in now or the VHS back then and it comes in with that da, 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 yeah. and the clouds and everything. Yeah. It's just. It's good. It, it, it's it's like completely ingrained in my brain. I There's no way I could ever forget that movie. I know every line of that movie. I've seen it literally triple digits for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not even not even a question. Yeah. Uh, that Batman John knows him. One of my best friends is obsessed with that Batman. Like Batman in general. But dude, he's got he has those original VHS tapes. Yeah. Like unopened. Like he's yeah. still he he's got Bob. He's got all the action figures from the um Jack Nicholson's little sidekick Bob. <laughs> Bob. All the way, everybody. <laughs> party dude, dude's into party man. Like he he loves that fucking movie. Like it's just one of his favorite things. Tim Burton's really good at building worlds. And yeah. that was, I remember, I, I, did Beetlejuice come out before that? Yeah, 87. Yeah. Okay, so I had seen Beetlejuice, and it was the first time I remember going, the same people made this movie. Because mm-hmm. I was like, that made Beetlejuice. Because I was like, this world, it, it's like. Yeah, you can tell. It's... It was just something about it that I was just like. It was the first time I had seen a director having a direct influence on a film. And and I was like eight. I was eight or nine years old. And I was like, why does this seem so familiar? And then it was like the soundtrack with Danny Elfman. Like everything about it was like, oh, it's Beetlejuice. It's just like Beetlejuice. Yeah, great. We get to do the rest of this thing with Danny Elfman. (laughs) Nice. Family Guy reference. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now I'll say... Coming off of the 1989 Batman, I'm not a huge Batman Returns guy. I think that the Penguin is great. I think Danny DeVito's Penguin is is a great character. The rest of the movie, I was always just not super into. Yeah, it wasn't as good as the first one to me. <clears throat> no, I mean definitely not as good as the as the first one. And I think if I were to... slope after that one though, what's that? But this is the thing: a lot of like the critics have returns above the original. Which is silly to me. I mean, I get yeah, it. I, mean, I didn't understand that either. When I was looking up it's looking good. up stuff the other day, I was like, I wonder, you know, what the rankings are of a lot of these. And I looked up five guys and they all had returns above the original Batman. And I was like, I mean, I like I returns a lot. They all quote it's Christopher Walken's character. They really that's lie. what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Walken Walken and Schwarzenegger have a or not uh, Schwarzenegger. Um um, Danny DeVito have a lot to do with that, and I like yeah. the Batman and Robin. Schwarzenegger is yeah. like the only thing every anybody ever has good to say about that, which is hilarious to me because I think it's not a great 
not a great because it's, it's over the top. That's why I remember it's just... watching that movie. We were at a party once and they put that movie on. I was like, why are you guys watching this terrible movie? And I was like, this movie's so bad. I go, this sequence, and there was the sequence where the rocket was going up in the air and they they shot out of the side and then they surfed down back yeah. on, on top of the doors. I was like, this is absurd. Like, how do yeah. you people like this? Well, Sh- Schumacher kind of went with like the 50s. Yeah, like, which is cool. 60s, but it just like the old, whatever, the, the old school campy, like yeah. over the top character villains. Like, there's got to be a line though. Right. It, I think that's where. I think that's where these new ones are getting good. Like Nolan kind of turned that corner. Like, Hey, people want to see this dark, like more grounded, like character driven stuff. Like where like the Joker is more believable in the Nolan series than the Joker in the first one. Yeah. Like you're kind of like, okay, this dude's a psychopath. Like this dude's like a legitimate crazy person. Right. Well, and I think you you hit on it there in the like the word grounded, because everybody always oh gritty dark you know those are the words that everybody always uses for the the Christopher Nolan stuff, but grounded's a way better word because it's more it feels more realistic you know what I mean like seeing Heath Ledger's version of the Joker is clearly a more human version of the Joker than Jack Nicholson's like I think Jack Nicholson's Joker is the best Batman villain in my opinion. But he's also so far over the top. And I love Jack Nicholson. I mean, I'm certainly biased there. But, God, I mean, it's such a ridiculous character the whole time. Whereas Heath Ledger, you can kind of understand how he got to that point. You know what I mean? Like, it it makes sense. Like, this guy has just been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed to now he's a sociopath. All right. So let's do top. What are your top three Batman movies? Have I said it out loud on the podcast already? I'm not sure, but I, I don't think so. Just go from three to one. Uh, three is a tie for me right now. Until I watch it again, the Batman, the newest, the Batman, the newest one with Robert Pattinson, is tied currently with the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman for me at okay. number three. And that's with that's on one viewing. It might go up, it might go down. I don't know. For me, The Dark Knight Rises is number two, and The Dark Knight is number one. I know. I know you. I knew. I already knew where you were going. I knew Dark Knight Rises. I love the Dark Knight. So bad. It was so bad. We've had this discussion on and off camera, and I'm telling you, aside from aside from the timeline issue of the broken back and the cops in the cave, if you if I just could besides all of that, it's not. Listen, besides major plot holes, you're you're making it such a bigger plot hole than it needs to be, though, because it is a big plot hole. It would take one one word, like one reference. They could pop. They could put a 15 second scene in there and fix that plot hole that they didn't put in there for some reason. I don't know why they didn't. Huh? Okay, no, you're right. You're right. That's you like. There's no point. There's no point though for like Joseph Gordon Levitt's character irrelevant. Like he didn't need to be in the movie. You're not exactly right, wrong. Right. Though. Okay, I'm not attacking it. Okay, why is why is Dark Knight number one? We, what what we, what it what makes it the best Batman movie to you? In my opinion, Heath Ledger makes it the best Batman movie. Okay, so the non-Batman character is sure. the best thing about the Batman movie. Yep, and we and listen. Here's the thing: if you look at all the Batman side by side, 
the the their their version of Batman, their version of Bruce Wayne. Everybody who's played Batman on camera or voiced Batman, if Todd wants to really throw Mark Hamill in front yeah, of Mark Hamill, like he's made jokes about. So if you look at all of them side by side, none of them are like head and shoulders better than everybody else. You know what I mean? There's not a clear cut number one, in my opinion, aside from Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne is the best Bruce Wayne, and I don't think anybody's really close. But if you look at just Batman's, none of them are like wildly better than anybody else. Yes, George Clooney was not a good Batman. Th- there's one. What's yeah. that? Pattinson's the best Batman. He's the best Batman. Not Bruce Wayne. I Bruce agree. Wayne. Michael Keaton's the best Bruce Wayne. I don't... But we also have... This is the beginning of the movie series. Like, they yeah. could develop that Bruce Wayne character. But right now, he is, without a doubt to me, the best Batman. Well, Todd, what are your three? Mine three is 89. Two's The Dark Knight. And one is this new one. Mine's mine mirrors that. That mine's exactly the it, same. It's it was such a different and maybe it's just because it was just such a different take on making it more of like what Batman should be, like this detective, like you showing his intelligence, he's figuring out this crime. Right. They they're introducing like subtly introducing all these other characters. Like when he injects that that green the green stuff at the end when he's in the thing. Right. Like, oh, I'm assuming that way. I'm um, assuming that's, that's spoilers that's, at the beginning of this. There's, we're gonna be talking. I'm about assuming. Spoilers. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm talking about to the people that are watching it. I'm gonna definitely. So I'm gonna definitely in the like in the description. I'm gonna say okay. spoilers. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure. Like, I don't want anybody coming for us. Like, you fuckers, why did you spoil this movie? Right. Like, I don't want anybody to think. Hey, that look, they had time. Talk about details. Finish your thought. Go ahead. I think like introducing that green adrenaline that he was doing, I think that's the Bane venom. Right. They kind of introduced who the Joker was in, in Arkham Asylum. They've got the Riddler. You've got the beginning origin stuff of how Penguin became like everything was so good. John Turturro's character is good. Like yeah. you, it made you want to be understand what's going on in this underworld. And the fact that he's just walking around as Batman, like not given two F's, like just showing up at the door, like, eh, I want to see the penguin. And yeah. that dude's just like uh shuts the door, opens it, and he just starts punching dudes in the face. I'm like, yeah. dude, this is awesome. Yeah. Love it. What did you like about Dark Knight? It it's it's Heath Ledger. Yeah. I, to me, it's it, it's he's the best Joker. He, to me. To me, he's to me, he's the best Batman villain that's been on on screen. I agree. You you could relate to him. He he like he made you understand what his drive was. Like everything made sense. Like even though he doesn't necessarily make sense, like it just added up. I liked it. Uh, I mean, to me, that's my favorite Batman villain. What did you like and about the eighty nine? Why was that number Keaton. three? It's just Keaton and, and probably nostalgia more than anything. But then if you look at the other movies, like George Clooney's, I'm not looking at those. Like, I mean, outside of the Keaton ones, the only one that I even enjoy slightly is the fact that Jim Carrey was a, a, a hilarious version of the Riddler. Yeah. I, and, I like, I like, I, I liked that movie. I didn't, I, I would never say it's good, but yeah. I liked it. There was parts of it. I was like, yeah, like even like Tommy Lee Jones, 
when he was with the Riddler, like the way they yeah. played off each other was fun. It Their was, interaction. It was, yeah, it was fun. It wasn't a good movie, but no, yeah, it was fun. Well, even even like my thing with Batman Forever, I watched that one a ton too. I've probably seen that one like yeah, I've seen that one a lot. Um, like the scene where they're playing Battleship basically with the mines, and he's like, he's like B nine or B B twelve, and my favorite vitamin, I might add, like all those little tiny things. It was it was a just a well put together movie. Not a Batmobiles from eighty nine. Uh, I don't know, bro. I. What was like, the best Batmobile? I like the new. I like the Dodge. I knew it was pretty cool, but that, that souped-up jet jet-powered Dodge that Pattinson was driving pretty rad, dude. The machine guns flipping up on the front. You got the big jet in the back in '89. Yeah. So and maybe I, it's, real, I had it as a real, toy. So real quick, like, drama before you get into your top your top three here. Oh, you already said they're the same as Todd's. Um, before yeah, but you I want to tell why, you why. Before you tell us why, did. When you guys were watching the the that chase scene with Penguin, you know what I'm talking about. When he, yeah, that, like huge part of the movie, was that a Maserati he was driving? I don't. I remember. never once saw an emblem, and I tried to look it up and couldn't find anything but Penguin's stupid rubber ducky car. When I tried to yeah. Google it, I don't you know it's awesome. They actually jumped that Robert Pattinson car. Like they actually did that. Like none of that was like. CGI. They talked about it in an interview. I was like, "That's they." He wanted it to look all like what it would really look like if they did it. So they actually did all that stuff. That was pretty awesome. That's uh, not as cool as the them building like a twelve mile stretch of highway for the Matrix, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so film wise, eighty nine is third because of the aesthetic and Tim Burton and Michael Keaton. I liked Michael Keaton a lot. He wasn't believable as Batman, though, for me. He wasn't a believable badass. I had seen Mr. Mom. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I had seen Gung Ho. Like, Michael Keaton, it, it, and it almost took you out of it because of, you're like, that's ah, Michael Keaton, man. Like, he's not, you know, like, that's why George Clooney never made sense to me as Batman either. Because it's like, it's George Clooney, man. That's not, George Clooney's not the guy you're thinking is out there kicking ass and you know what i mean taking names stuff like that so the him as batman just threw me off he what i thought he was the best bruce wayne as well um just because he spent this is the other thing he spent the most time as bruce wayne you know what i'm saying him and christian bale are really the two guys that spend yeah they focus their films as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, they focus quite a bit more on Bruce Wayne as right. a character. In, and George yeah. Clooney won, the Val Kilmer the Val Kilmer won, the only time he was Bruce Wayne was when he was on that date with uh, what's her name? With Nicole Kidman, yeah. Was that Michelle Nicole Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer. No, you're talking about... Nicole Kidman? Cat, Catwoman? And no, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer in Batman Forever goes on a date with Dr. Chase Meridian, which is played by oh, Nicole yeah, Kidman. Is Nicole. Believe me. Yeah, Nicole Who's Don't... the girl in the 89 Batman? I thought that was Nicole Kidman. That's uh, no, that's uh, Kim, ba- Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. Kim yeah. Basinger. Okay, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they... Michael Keaton and Christian Bale, I think they spend the most time as Bruce Wayne, so they're the, the best Bruce Waynes. Vicky Vale was Kim Basinger. Vicky Vale, yeah. yeah. Um... But other than that, the Joker character was awesome when I was a kid. Like, 89 Batman was great. The opening sequence where 
he's you know they're the the guys rob yeah, somebody. There ain't no up on top of that yeah. that uh, that roof counting their loot up, and Batman yeah. just shows up and kicks their ass like that's yeah. that's Batman. You know I, that that scene that that opening scene where the guy's like, he's like, hey, you want a cut of this money or what? You know, right, like that whole yeah. thing. I, I'm I swear to God, I've seen that movie a hundred times, right. and the other guy's like. You shouldn't have killed that kid, man. You shouldn't have put a gun on that kid or whatever. And he's like, right. "Hey, there ain't no bat. You got that?" And he looks up, and he's right there. It's so it's like amazing. Yeah. Tim Burton crushed that opening scene. Yeah, really good. And he uh, dangles, him, dangles him off the edge. Two <laughs> is Dark Knight, and it's solely because I there's so many problems I have with the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises that. I think Dark Knight Rises might be in my top five as Batman movies, but it's not because it's only because the rest of them I don't like. And Dark Knight Rises was tolerable enough because I liked Christian Bale as Batman. I thought he was pretty good as Batman. And I like Tom Hardy as Bane. I thought that was cool, but just there were so many film flaws with that movie. It wasn't the, the people playing the characters for me. It was the flaws of, the timelines and all that, all that stuff that, that like I, I pick apart while I'm watching the movie. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like stuff that throws me out of the film. And I, that's what I don't like about dark Knight rises. And, but the dark Knight had way less of that. Like if you go back and I've, I've done this, I've gone back and only watched the Joker sequences from that Batman movie, only watched the Heath Ledger scenes because they were that good. The scene with him and Harvey Dent, where he's talking about, I'm a dog, and I wouldn't know what to do if I caught one. His yeah. little mannerisms, everything he does in that sequence, like, I don't know if Christopher Nolan was, like, guiding him through that, or he was just doing it naturally, but it was, it, if you look at his hands, when he's got his hands like this, and he's, like, he's got the gun, and he's, like, it's fair. Yeah. Watch his hands, and his hands move so naturally and so crazy. Like, a, I have no crazy people in my life. And yeah. the way they move and their mannerisms, it was perfect. And that's why, like, yeah. you have to put that at number two because it was a flawless villain. Flawless. Now, Every now time he was on the scene, on the screen, it was captivating. Now, let me ask you this. We, we briefly touched on whether or not Heath Ledger's his performance would have been as revered as it was if he hadn't died. Right. Uh, I think we all agreed that obviously it added mystique to it, and it I probably think it was romanticized was. a little bit, but but it was still it was still it too was good. so good. It was still too too good. And you guys For both me. think that he's the best the best Batman villain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think on screen, I I like Jack Nicholson as, and I even said before I went to go see the Christopher Nolan Batman, I said I go, there's no way he's better than Jack. There's no way. Yeah. I, I walked out of the theater and I went, he's better than Jack. I was on, so I was on the same, in this, that same boat. I mean, I'm such a huge, I, like I said, I'm a big Jack Nicholson fan. I always have been. And that is like, that's the first villain that I ever remember, like kind of liking, you yeah. know what I mean? Like watching, watching Batman and being like upset that the villain didn't win. <laughs> you, know? Like, away, though. you have to watch that movie close. He gets away at the end. Yeah, it's watch so, it. Watch it. He does. He he doesn't fall to his death like everybody thinks he does. That's nitpicky because he never came back. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like uh, that 
the old uh, Clint Eastwood, you know, Outlaw Josie Wales, like, did he die? Or Butch and Sundance, did they right. die? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Ambiguous never, ending. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, but I was in, like I said, I was in that same that same boat with you when I heard, first of all, when I heard that Heath Ledger died, my very first thought, and I feel kind of like an asshole for thinking it, was, I really hope they finished filming Batman already. It was, it hadn't, the movie hadn't been released yet. They, yep. so I immediately like looked it up. They said they were in post-production already. I was like, okay, I can't wait to see this now, especially yep. once the, you know, the, the news started circulating that it was, you know, he died the way that he died under pretty mysterious circumstances, really, you know, was yep. it him, you know, did he overdose, whatever, blah, blah, blah. How much did the movie really cause him to lose his shit? And then you watch the movie and you're like, "Oh, oh yeah, he was immersed." Yeah, um, absolutely. It was, and yeah, I mean, it is. It's a great performance. I still, I he's number two, and it's not. He's not far behind Jack Nicholson for me. Uh, and it's probably a little bit like what Todd said: the nostalgia of Jack Nicholson. See, I rewatched the Batman, the the eighty nine version after dark night just because i was like is this in my like i even thought to myself i was like maybe i'm just romanticizing this and it's not that good and it was it i i personally it was personal opinion though i mean right. i think it's not even close that heath ledger was the best villain but i think right. that's the one thing that stands out and that's why like when i argue my point for why i think the batman with robert pattinson is the best batman movie is because the best thing about this Batman movie is Batman. Can you like, say that about can you say that about any other Batman film? No. The no, that's well, the Michael Keaton one, I guess, but that was that's because when I was a kid I wanted to be Batman and I think of it like I'm a kid. You know sure. what I'm saying? So it was like Batman was the shit and he was better than Joker. Now I can tell you right now the performance of Joker was better than Michael Keaton, but when I was a kid it wasn't even close. I want to be Batman, kicking ass, you know. Oh, that's so wild because that's the like I said, it's the first movie that I was like, I was all in on the villain. Yeah, um, I liked Joker as, but it was for me, it was Michael Keaton, Batman, bro. I wanted to be Batman. I wanted to be out there, dude. I I was trying to save up. There used to be like those catalogs, and I tried to save up for those like real life Batman. Like I wanted to be that shit, man. Oh I, yeah, like the belt, they, the utility belt, and all that. Right. shit. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking so about. For me, it's a romanticized thing. Like I, I think of that Batman and go, I really like that Batman. See, I was that Batman age though when like Batman Forever came out. Right. Like Batman the animated series was the biggest thing of Batman when I was a kid. Like right. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill were the biggest thing. Right. Like that was most of the Batman toys. That was the only reason I saw those other movies. Like right. went back and saw Batman and Batman Returns because I can remember Batman Forever. I actually think I might have seen that in the theater. I did. I'm yeah. pretty sure that I'd have been like, because I was only three when Michael Keaton's Batman came out. Right. So I, mean, I was only six. You know what I mean? Like, right. I was eight. Yeah. So the reason I think Bat the Batman is the best movie, it's not because it's got the best villain, and it's not because it's got the best storyline. It's because it. Film-wise, it's the absolute best film. Like, the pacing of the film is perfect. The music score is absolutely perfect. Oh, I, I love the Nirvana. The usage of the Nirvana. Oh, God. 
Well, and even yeah. that, it, even the if you the sound ambience when he's mm -hmm. like detecting and stuff, like it immerses you and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when yeah. he comes, like it snaps As the idea. stuff out, yeah. Right. So the that right there, because it makes it an, an immersive experience to me and not just like I'm watching a movie and waiting for sound to happen. It's the sound is causing me to get into the film and like I'm in Batman's mind while he's solving this puzzle and the, yeah. the music and the score is literally pulling me into it. And that's it's, like that's something that's it's because of the way the film's made. It's not anything that and, and uh the christopher nolan batman did it to a certain extent too it has a very distinctive when you hear the song the the score for the christopher nolan batman you know it you're like oh that's from batman yeah. like that's from the christopher nolan batman that's how this score is right now too it's not just that nirvana song because that nirvana thing is super oh, popular on like tiktok right now yeah oh they used it so well yeah. but it's the batman score the original mm -hmm. score for the movie right now that's very like people it's, are using it on tiktok right now as well when you're um, talking about like how you feel like you're solving the crime though right like it, it, it's even when you're noticing the similarities of the other characters like right. when he walks into the first that first guy that gets that uh gets murdered with the carpet right uh, tool Right. The tool had hit the floor, and when right. Batman walks in, he like looks down at it. Right. He's and seen, he's assessing all this stuff, and yeah. nobody else saw it. And the one, the one girl that's taking the pictures is like watching them, and she's right. like, "Oh my god, I missed that." She walks over, starts taking pictures. Well, they're they're realizing like, "Oh shit, he's figuring this out faster than we are." Well, and I like I like the way they did that with the occasional use of the first person. You know what I mean? Like, I hate it when a movie like overuses that first person where you're like, I, I sure. know you know what I'm, I know you know what I'm talking about. Where the they over and under look. So there's a camera. They yeah. look, it looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they try to use it for emphasis on certain things. Right. It was su It was really well used in this movie. It was very yeah. subtle, but still got the point across. Especially the the spots like Todd's talking about where they wanted you to see exactly right. what what batman was seeing but they didn't want it to be like a oh like oh look it's heat vision you know what i mean like so often they use like thermal vision or night vision to show these like first person views to really overdo it in my opinion and this was way more subtle it was really great i don't i liked um i don't want you guys I... to think that i'm like shitting on the new batman movie no 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 i also liked that the combat sequences were more believable than any other batman movie um I thought Dark Knight was close. The the Dark Knight Rises, all the rest of them were they're cheesy, but this <laughs> one was like Batman was getting hit with baseball bats and going down, like you know what I mean. He wasn't just walking through everybody like that. There's that sequence right. where he had to hit him with the adrenaline burst to get up and just pound that dude. Yeah, like all of that is it adds to the this guy's just a regular dude. He's just a regular guy yeah. in a bat suit. You oh, know? So I wanted to I wanted to circle back on that, and you just reminded me of it when you were talking about the 1989 Batman. Like part of the kind of the disconnect is not believing that Michael Keaton, right? Like him not being believable as Batman because you've seen him in in Mr. Mom and stuff like that. Sure, and and I agree. I I definitely agree. But I mean, if you were to rank like the physicality of batman ben affleck's got to be number one 
Yeah, but he didn't. He never had his own Batman movie. Like I don't he's even still, count he's him still as Batman, Batman sometimes. He's still Batman. No, he's still Batman. I agree, but he's in, in physicality wise, yeah, he's probably the biggest, baddest one of the bunch. So he, Affleck's like six five or something like that. He's, he's big, like six two, six three. He's big, yeah. but he's not he's like a big. monster. Now, but here's my question. Aside from him, are there any Batmans, like actors that have played Batman, that you think of as a badass? I mean, I don't even really think of Ben Affleck as a badass. I can, I know he can play a badass, but like, I have that disconnect with Val Kilmer, George Clooney. But- Val Kilmer wasn't a disconnect for me because I'd saw, I'd seen Willow, and I'd seen him kick ass as <laughs> Morgan. Sure. So, like for me, Val Kilmer it's, was believable as Batman. Fifteen years later, though. Nah. Eight nine years later, minimum. What year did Willow come out? Willow was eighty nine, I think, eighty nine or ninety. I think it was before I was even. It might have been before I was born, but nah, dude, Willow it's wasn't. Pretty, that, isn't that all right? Way. So either way, even if it's eighty nine, there's no way it's eighty nine for the record. But even if it were, you're talking seven years oh, later. I'm sorry, it's nineteen eighty eight. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, dude. Willow's an old movie, but like, I mean, Any, anyway. Right. The last thing, the last thing that I remember seeing Val Kilmer in pre Batman Forever, is like we were saying earlier, like The Saint. You know what I mean? Like that's around that same time frame. That was you know, after, but yeah. Top that, Gun. Like, but well, Top Gun was certainly before. That's like Willow era. Right. So, six. That was the week I was week I was born. Was the top movie. That's a super. Right, but I'm just saying. Though. Val Kilmer for me is a believable as a badass because he's been in badass roles. George Clooney was in ER. And then became, <laughs> then right. became the yeah. Batman. Like yeah. right, and and for me, Keaton was that way after the fact. When so I was a kid, mean... Keaton was badass. But then when I watched it again as an adult, I was like, yeah, it kind of throws you out of it because you know who Michael Keaton is. Right. So does, that mean, does that mean that you would put like? Can you believe Christian Bale as a badass? Oh yeah, until uh, talk- okay, Terminator. You know. Okay, until the third movie when he walks through the entire crowd of people, like, like fight that that scene to me is just absurd. I'm sorry, it is. Which in Dark Knight Rises, when when the whole crowd's fighting on the stairs and Batman just like strolls through like he's just in a park. I don't know. I kind of like that part of it. I I was gonna say like, uh, and 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 to reference, you guys both said my favorite Batmobile is the Dark Knight Batmobile. I think that's the coolest looking one. Well, yeah, it's the coolest looking one, but it's, it's not the a mesh between Batman. realism and crazy. Well, like, and I, I think, I think that's I like part that. of when you were when you were talking about, um, like when you asked me why the Dark Knight and why you know, my answer for why the Dark Knight Rises, like what do I like about the Dark Knight Rises so much, is that they kind of go back. Batman Begins. I know I don't think any of us are like huge Batman Begins guys. Um, I like it better than Dark uh, Dark Knight Rises. Fair. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with you. I like think it was a good earlier. origin story, but it wasn't a great. Movie. I just don't. I don't like that Ken Watanabe fella, like Raz Al Ghul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a big fan. Yeah. Liam Neeson didn't do it for me in Batman Begins. I mean, he's Liam yeah, Neeson. Yeah. He's always the same person to me. Um, right. He's just Qui Gon Jinn and everything. For real, he's Qui Gon Jinn and only Qui Gon Jinn. He's got a particular set of skills as a Jedi. Um, so Dark Knight Rises kind of comes back on what you're talking about, that combination of realism, but also kind of a little bit over the top. Sure. And like 
the the idea that Lucius Fox, Morgan Freeman's character, with like the research and development and all that stuff, like I I really really love all that stuff that they do through both the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises with like the Wayne found or like you know the Wayne Foundation and uh, Wayne Corporation having all this crazy yeah. ass technology that he's yeah. been hiding from the world. I, I love that aspect of those movies too. Yeah. Um, I I liked Robert Pattinson as as Batman. I thought it was the most believable Batman. That's why I like the Batman. Is he's not a tough guy though either. Yeah, but the thing about Robert Pattinson and I said he's Todd, a vampire, Todd knows this. I said it the moment <laughs> they, I said this it the moment they put him in there as Batman and talking to test of this. I said he's going to be good. I said it's going to be a good Batman movie. I like the director, and I Robert Pattinson. People, people shit on Robert Pattinson because of Twilight, right? Everybody's like, oh, Twilight movies. I don't, movie. and I don't necessarily shit on Robert Pattinson. I think he's an okay actor. I just, I think he's an amazing public, actor. Man. Like the Lighthouse with Willem, dude. Like, uh, was that you, Water for Elephants? Like, he's got some cred, dude. Like, I tell you it, what, I did not think was going to get referenced in this episode was the lighthouse holy dude, shit it's dead you've seen it oh yes sir it's yeah. amazing right dude the witch is the witch is one of my favorite movies so of course oh, i watch yeah. the lighthouse too yeah though like i i look at pattinson from the like i saw because i was like the same way i you know me every werewolf movie i've that's ever been out i've watched so i went and saw twilight and i hated it but it was one of those things and i hated uh Robert Pattinson in it. He was terrible in it. He was totally monotone. Like it was. There's just no. Trash. There's not a single. Through how many? How many Twilight movies are there? There's like six of them or something. I can't remember. Is there six? I think. From from my left, I just heard my wife say there's four. Anyway, yeah, I think there's four. Yeah. Anyway, there's four. But you gotta remember, he was also at the same time he was in Harry Potter. Yeah, he like, was Cedric Diggory yeah, too. He was only yeah. in one Harry Potter, right? Uh, he was in just two. in the one. I think he was in two. Was he? I think he was in two. He was in the one where he's where the Triwizard Tournament, obviously. But yeah, me and my daughter are actually going to watch that one this weekend. Goblet of Fire. That's the one that he. Goblet of Fire. Yeah, he's in one. That's the only one he's he in. Dies in that one. Because he he's the one he's one of the kids that dies in it. Yeah. Right. He's the he gets murdered. Yeah, him and Harry. Him and Harry touch the port key. The Goblet of yeah, Fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the same time. Um. And then yeah, Voldemort's like kill the spare. And he did you see Water for Elephants? I don't think so. Dude, that was the that was the movie where I was like, okay, Robert Pattinson is a is a I'll, is a great is a good I'll actor. Check it out. I'll add that it's to the list. Pretty solid. It's I'll it's, add that to the list along with Todd's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that if you like the animated stuff, it's it's a solid animated movie. Lost City of Z is pretty good too, but. That water for elephants, I was like, okay, like that was after Twilight was over, and it was the first thing he he released after Twilight, and I was like, I don't know. And then I caught it; it went to streaming, and like I was sitting around one night just messing around on my laptop. And I was like, I'm gonna start this. The trailer looked intriguing; it looked like something I had never seen before, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna check it out. I couldn't take my eyes off of it; it was pretty good. The whole movie itself isn't that great, but Robert Pattinson was really good in it. Uh, who else is in it? Um, 
Oh my god. Oh, Christoph Waltz is in it. So like oh. yeah. And I was like, that was, I believe, right after Inglorious Bastards. It was the first thing Christoph Waltz did. Christoph Waltz is like infallible. That dude. Yeah, dude. Like he, he is batting a thousand. Yeah. He even that what was that terrible that Green Hornet movie he did with Seth he, Rogen? Or, yeah, he was still the best, he was still the best part of that movie. Yeah, it's the best part of the movie. Yeah. But he's in that uh, Water for Elephants, Reese Witherspoon. It's it's good, man. You should check it out. I, I will. I think you like I'll it. I'll definitely check that out. Uh, so, as we were talking about that, Danielle just said that uh, she saw some video, some TikTok or something where Pete Davidson or an interview, you know who Pete Davidson is, right? Yeah. Everybody loves Pete Davidson. He said that Good Time is the best movie he's ever seen. And that's got Robert Pattinson in it. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, that, I didn't watch that one yet either. It's all about drug addiction. Yeah. It's all about drug. It's crazy. It's, it's on my list. I have it in, uh, it's, I, I don't know what it's on right now. It's either it's on, on Netflix. Video or Netflix. I have it in my queue and I haven't watched it yet, but that's, I've heard cause he's got like a mustache and he's like a, like yeah, some kind of drug dealer and shit. Yeah. Like his yeah, brother is like, yet. His brother has some sort of like mental handicap or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've in. I've probably like almost hit play on that one to start it up like half a dozen times and just haven't done it. Really? Yeah. I don't I don't like I said, I wasn't shitting on Robert Pattinson. I don't think Robert Pattinson's that bad. Aside from the Twilight movies, nobody nobody put in a good performance in the Twilight movies, though. No. Like they're all so bad. So bad. This They're and the, what sucks bad. about that is the story really isn't that bad. No, I've never read the books, but the story itself seems like it's probably a pretty good story as far as the yeah. books go. I've just never really devoted any time to it. Yeah, it's 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 awful. The but... movies though are just not good. I've watched all of them because I've got you know women in my life. It's but... not just the movie; it's the acting. Everybody, because that's what's really crazy. Kristen, what was her name? Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. I, I just watched a movie with her in it called Underwater. It's like a horror movie about like these creatures underwater and shit. It it was okay, but she was so much better than I remember her in Twilight in that. And I was like, like you're either getting better, you're taking acting lessons, or the <laughs> the guy that directed Twilight just was absolutely was just awful. bringing out the absolute worst in right. all of his actors because it was just it was one of those things where I was just like, man. You're not terrible. Like, how did this happen? Like, how I like what happens when you're allowed to have a big, big blockbuster weekend of a lifetime movie. Right. That's what it is. It's just candy. Oh, it's like somebody, it's just somebody terrible took, acting. Took a lifetime. Somebody took a lifetime movie and gave it like a summer blockbuster. You know, something budget. crazy. This the person that directed Twilight is also the person that directed Lords of Dogtown. That's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, movie. What's her name? I was just saying, like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. What's her maybe. name? Uh, uh, Catherine something. Hardwick. Catherine Hardwick, right? Yeah, Hardwick, yeah. You know what else she directed? Go down a little bit. Go down to, like, 1996. 13? Her, her, it's stopping at, her filmography is stopping at 2003. It says 13. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Just saying. I thought she. She's got a few good credits on her. Oh, she did that terrible Lost Boys TV movie. That was bad. That's not what I was thinking of. Yeah, it's not good. I guess 
the best thing she ever did was Lords of Dogtown. Like I'm looking at her repertoire now. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Lords of Hey, Lords of Dogtown's pretty solid, really. Solid, solid movie. Yeah. Did you ever watch the uh the documentary that that was based on Dogtown and Z Boys? Yeah. Yeah. So good. I don't remember if it was a document. I've seen the story of those guys, though. Yeah, if have you seen Dogtown or Z Boys? That's that documentary. It's yeah, Dogtown and Z Boys is the docu- documentary directed by Stacy Peralta. It's narrated by Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's really it's good. good. It's yeah. very, very good. Yeah, I was thinking of somebody else. Hold up, I don't know who I was just combining with uh, Catherine Hardwick. Yeah, well, and she did all the Twilight movies. Ooh. <laughs> She directed every one of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. So while I have IMDb pulled up, when like I said earlier, I was doing a little bit of like background so you guys wouldn't completely right. shred me. Remember we were talking about how bad IMDb's ratings are sometimes. Yeah. Where do you think? What do you think is the highest rated by IMDb users? The highest rated Batman movie? Dark Probably Knight. Dark Knight. Right. right. Now. Well, it's either that or the Batman right now. One of the two. No, it's the Dark Knight. Guess what it's rated? Is that the. Uh, what, uh, what's your scale? Out of 10 stars? Uh, 7.8. Uh, I was going to say 7.8 or 7.9. So, for a little bit of reference, remember we talked about Denzel Washington not having any movies over like 8.1 or something silly like that? Right. The Dark Knight is the third highest rated film on IMDb. So it's like a 9-9 nine, nine or like something? A nine like even. It is a 9 even. The Shawshank Redemption, number one. The Godfather, number two. The Dark Knight, number three. The Godfather, part two, number four. So according to IMDb users, The Dark Knight is the third best film of all time. So while I love The Dark Knight, that's absurd. That's a, that's a silly thing to think about, that people believe that that's a better movie than The Godfather Part 2. Ah, it's so, I so don't weird. get it, man. Like, I, I've had to come to grips with, like, pop culture and what's popular in the culture dictates those type of numbers. Because yeah. if you're going by, like, a film standpoint, like, people, it, it's going to be Citizen Kane. You go to every... I, I remember day one, film 101 at fucking PFW. First thing they talked about, and I knew it was going to happen, it was Citizen yeah. Kane. And I was like, I've seen Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is a great movie. It really but is. But it is not the greatest film of all time. No. It no, is not. not. But if you talk to those old heads, it's because they they were just brought up and told that this is the best movie of all yeah, time. Yeah, that's why you and get like that's why you get Citizen Kane and you get like Twelve Angry Men well, and the Good, the Bad, and the right. Ugly and stuff like that. And I get it. But either, go ahead. Tom. You gotta think. You gotta remember. Most people are watching the movie from like an enjoyment standpoint, not a film standpoint. Because you look right. at like Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes, right? Rotten Tomatoes. There are some movies that are critically just terrible. Like they they, they crap on them, and yeah. everybody loves them. Super or vice versa. Well, like uh, well, it'll be critically acclaimed at like eighty-five or ninety, and it's got like a, a forty on the tomato meter. Yeah, it just right. It's there's some movies I like love me, that have terrible tomato meters. Like that, my yeah. that look at the film part, like not like 
the enjoyability of the film. Like for me to put any Marvel movie in like any type of good, I can't even call any Marvel movie except Thor Ragnarok a film. They're all just movies. They're, yeah, they're movies. off and, and but people think these are like cinematic like masterpieces. It's like no, 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 dude. Hi, Lily Bean. <laughs> Hi, Lily. Night, night. Yeah, and I agree with you, John. I think we've actually had this conversation like in uh, I know. Threads. Yeah, like in in comment threads, um, I agree that Thor Thor Ragnarok is the only one that's like it's film. Yeah, right. it's not it's not my favorite MCU movie. Oh, it's mine by a lot. I got a lot. I, I don't know, dude. I I really <laughs> like. We can I do like, this for a whole nother show. I got. Yeah, this, I, we, we can, we can get Jesse in on this one. We'll, uh, we'll do a whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think if you go back through me and like. If, if we search back through our just our messenger, me and your yeah. personal one, I think I ranked them at one point, and I think I had Ragnarok 2 behind Endgame. And I think it was right after... conclusion to the story. And I think it was right after I watched Endgame. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Because it was it's a great just... conclusion to, what, 15 years of movies? Yeah, I mean... You know what I mean? Not, not just 15 years of movies, but like shit that I've been into since I was like 10 years old. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff finally getting its due in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like the X-Men movies were such a huge deal for so long. Right. And that was all the, you know, that they wanted to focus on as far as comic book movies went for Marvel. And I was always like, well, yeah, I like X-Men, but I'm not in love with X-Men. And in my eyes, I was always like, can we get some of the incredible Hulk shit? Can we get some Avengers stuff, please? Like, I, I was always a Hulk guy. I always liked Iron Man. I always liked Spider-Man. And X-Men were like kind of pushed aside for me. Now, I love the fact that they did Deadpool too. Obviously, I was a Deadpool and Cable dude back in the day. But like I wanted that to be more intertwined. But finally, Avengers really getting its due was what I was into. Did you guys enjoy the remastered um, DC? The What was it? The No. The Zack Snyder, yeah, the Zack Snyder cut of the that movie. I mean, it was better than the last wasted three hours I had. Oh, I'll say that it's what better than the first version, but it's still. I actually hate. liked it a lot. I thought I didn't it was hate it. Good. I didn't. I didn't hate no, either one to be honest. I mean, first one I ha- I didn't like the f- the first version of it, but I liked the change. All the changes they made. The, to the cool. second version, I was like, those are all great changes. Like, yeah. they made the boot movie infinitely better by making those changes. Well, I think that the, the visual good... changes were great. Yeah. Like, way, like, changing the villain, like, yeah. making Steppenwolf look better. Oh, my God. Yeah. I yeah, think I it's, I think it's a really good example of a director, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a huge Zack Snyder guy. I mean, I like Zack Snyder, but right. I'm not like, an over-the-top fanboy or anything. He peaked at 300. He did, absolutely. I just watched 300 last night. I swear to God, yeah, I fell asleep. He peaked at 300. 300. 300 was by far um, and away his best film. So I think that's a really the, – the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League I think is a very good example of a director knowing the vision that he had and succumbing to the pressure of the studio and letting them put out something that he maybe wasn't that oh, into yeah. – and then being like, hey, 
we already made a shit ton of money off of this one. Why don't you let me pu- push out what I wanted to push out? Right. And I I would love it if more studios let let directors do that. You know what I mean? Think about like um, that Fantastic Four movie. The guy that one. directed that he got effed, and like they went oh, and chopped his movie. The the second Fantastic Four movie. The second round they did it. Not not the first crew. You're talking about the one with uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, apparently that was like a completely different movie, and they they came in and chopped it all up and tore it. Yeah, it was a it was a hatchet job for sure. Yeah. Um, did you guys know that that happened with American History X too? Oh yeah, because uh, Tony what, Scott. Yeah, Tony Scott is is that his name? Tony Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott's brother or whatever. He didn't even want to put his name. He wanted to have the directing credit go to somebody like some fake name, some made up name because he didn't want to be involved with the release of that movie. And it makes me really curious what his version of that movie would have been because well, I know the a... guy that wrote the screenplay for it and Edward Norton hate each other. It's like, bad. yeah, like they hate each other. Cause Edward Norton was like trying to do all these reshoots and shit and like be like oh. an, a- an actor. And, and he was Edward like, Norton's got a reputation for doing Tony- that. Tony K. Goes. Tony yeah, K. Tony K. That's Scott. the guy. That's the dude. Who was I trying to give? I was trying to give Tony Scott credit for that. Tony yeah. Scott directed Domino and, <laughs> and uh, the fan. So the fan and true. Hey, he also produced True Romance. So there's that. As oh, we're I think True Romance is the most under underrated film of all time. Man. True, true Romance is so amazing. It's so good. I can just watch the sequence with uh, uh, Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper in the trailer. I can just yeah. watch that. Like, I'll just, just go on YouTube and just watch yeah. that. Yeah. So good, dude. Talking about uh, black Italians and stuff? Yeah. So good. So good. The realization when he's smoking that cigarette and he knows he's going to die, you see yep. it right on his face. Love it. Every yeah. second of that is great. Dennis Hopper, so good, was so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, Todd? Sorry, we true roommates. I'll say now that we're getting towards the end of the hour, I'm just going to give you guys a second to think about this. I heard a question today, and I thought it was great. You're walking down the street. You find an iPod, old iPod, with a limitless battery, never going to die, but you can only put five different artist discographies on it. Who are you putting on it? Five? You can put five artists. You get all their music, but that's it. You, you can't change it. You get five artists. Hmm. I thought about it all day. I'm still struggling. I, so, <laughs> I have a feeling there's gonna be there's gonna be a little bit of dead air here while we think. And while we're thinking, I'm gonna show my glass real fast that I brought out specifically for uh nice. the Batman podcast. Nice. That's awesome. You know, yeah. that Bat- Batman Beyond series is... Uh, How about that? Lego Batman there just for you, Drama? That is pretty awesome. The Lego Batman movie's good, man. Oh, Yeah, I think it's slept those, on. Those Lego movies, all the Lego movies that I've the watched... The first Lego movie wow. was a visual achievement. It I, blew my mind. Yeah. It really did. I was just like, dude, this is crazy. Plus, everybody loves Chris Pratt. Um. All right, so back to the iPod thing. All right. I would say... Uh, there's some that are like, they feel really obvious because they have 
such huge good discographies like the beatles have a shitload of really like good songs you're not a beatles guy todd no i was kind of raised on the beatles dude my mom is a big big beatles fan and they have a lot of songs that i can sing along with i think that would go a long way if i've got a if i've got five artists to choose because you're not going to want to do like five hip-hop artists you're not going to want to do five you're going to want to diversify and the beatles have a very diverse discography sure i i I got you i can't guarantee that they're going to be in the top five that i choose though to be totally honest the only band for sure 100 that i knew i was putting in is led zeppelin was without a thought goes in mind immediately yeah that's that's darker beatles so yeah you're right i think i would you mean better beatles (laughs) not necessarily i Uh, I said said what led zeppelin is a better band than the beatles and i'll die on that hill musically like yes. talent, like as far as their skill level, yeah, for sure. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, Robert for somebody Plant, who loves Lord of the Rings, you should probably oh. be leaning towards some Led Zeppelin. Oh, believe me, believe me, I love Led Zeppelin. I've I've really considered getting like the the four emblems, you know, from the Zoso album and all that. I've really considered getting those tattooed on me. I like Led Zeppelin a lot, Todd. Don't don't I think, don't get I think it. I know exactly here. what the first band would be. I think it would be hard to narrow it down to five. But like you were saying, you know Led Zeppelin's in yours. I think in Led yours. Zeppelin's in mine. Okay, I know Tool is in mine. Tool is in mine. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Tool is the first band I'm like, oh, Tool, like for sure. Like well, they I are, do. for me, that's. I that's think easy. I would go Zeppelin. I think I would go Tool, and then I would have a really hard decision. Because I love Rage Against the Machine like crazy, but it's not a lot of songs. Yeah, their discography is small as shit. You're talking about what five albums? Really? And one yeah. of, five albums, and one of them is fucking Renegades, and I don't even really care for much of that. Like, I think. Yeah, you can't. Put, I don't think you can put them on there. There's not enough. I think I'd put Beastie Boys over over Rage for me. Beasties. Beasties had a big discography, too, though. Now, here's a question for you, Todd. I found this iPod. If I choose an active artist when they drop another album, do I get to add that? Yes. The... All right, then Run the Jewels is on my list, too. Mine would I don't be. Even know who that is. You need to look them up uh, ASAP. Run the Jewels, brother. I think, I, I think I, I, it's, it's a rap group, right? It's a rap duo. You remember rap Killer group. Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You're so outside of the club, and you think I'm a thug? No, that's that's that, uh, him? that was Bone Crusher. Oh, never scared. Killer Mike was the dude that did the the last verse on uh, the whole world that Outcast track and the whole world. Yeah, Killer Mike was the one that uh, catch a beat running like Randy Moss. You remember that line? That's Killer Mike. Right. And the other dude is LP, who was an underground. He was like. Ran Def Jux label like yeah. I just saw a Mike TikTok where he's talking about LP's the the greatest recording artist of all time. Like, I was like, I don't even know who that is. Like, you need to look. So, so there are songs that I've heard that are his beats. Yeah, like yeah. Definitely I, look I, I went up, and looked at his beats. I was like, oh okay, I know these songs. Yeah, yeah, definitely look up Run the Jewels and then look up LP's solo stuff too. But look up some of the stuff that he produced, like uh, Cannibal Ox. Like you were in the like the indie hip hop kind of yeah, yeah. state of mind i know i've heard you talk about some wild old indie hip-hop so oh, yeah like i can't believe you don't know lp's name just from like the def jack stuff but 
Well, Run the um, Jewels, I did. I've heard that, but I've never heard their music. I know who they were. I, I knew Killer Mike and all that. I know who I they were, but I've never heard, listened to it. I probably you've heard you've some heard of their stuff. At least, yeah, yeah, you've heard a couple Run the Jewels songs and just didn't even know. Yeah, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I so, guarantee. All right, so I'm going Zeppelin, Tool, Run the Jewels, Beastie Boys. That's a good one. All right, you guys think about yours, and I figure out my fifth. I know I'd have Zeppelin. I know I'd have Tool. I know I'd have Modest Mouse. I'm a huge Modest Mouse fan. You can laugh all you want. I fucking love them. They got a huge discography. I, I, I yeah, them. I I agree. I they're jam music. I like they just like jamming. Like I guess. they're my they're my guilty pleasure. Like dude, I could just listen to them all day long. Right. I love them. Yeah. I don't, it, it's not even like disagreement isn't the right word here because I mean shit, it's your choice. But I right. did not expect to hear you say Modest Mouse. I promise love you that. Them. Yeah. Um, oh, dude. What about like uh, I might? If I had a rap group, it's probably honestly. It... Beasties is probably pretty close. Like Smart I movie. could go guilty pleasure, and and I, I that's where I was kind of leaning. But uh, really, outside of outside dude, of the thought... their albums, just the, for... here's the thing though: you don't get all the artists though. You uh, just okay. I get old, oh. dirty bastard, RZA. I get Method Man. Yeah, no, no, no. You just get the Woo albums, which means you really only want only like, their two albums. Ones. Uh, yeah. I guess I, I would change it then. I, I won't go Wu Tang then. I know. I, who I almost. I thought I had my Wu shirt on underneath this hoodie, and I was about right. to. I think because I thought well, about that. Finish like, up. Finish if, up. I think if you do, if you do, like, oh hey, I'm gonna do Wu Tang, then I'm just gonna be like, okay, I want NWA. Then I get. Ice Cube's library, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Dre's library, like so, so that answers that answers my question. My fifth artist, I was gonna be like, if I pick Jack White, do I get the White Stripes? And Ooh, like White Stripes have a good library. So I might I might still pick the White Stripes, but I was gonna say Jack White so that I got his solo stuff. I get like the Dead Weather and yeah. Michael Jackson's and getting stuff. a spot. MJ, he was gonna I be like just for just for just because I need a different genre. Like I can't just listen to rocked the whole time like right. I, he, he would give me that i thought for sure that's oh, why you were gonna pick boys to men ah. <laughs> motel too young for that <laughs> you're uh, too my... young for boys to men bro like i remember my sister having the cassettes that's what i remember nice. of them Word. on okay. bended knee yeah <laughs> right don't wait till the water runs dry, is that five todd, todd? I have four. Five? i'm trying to think who i'd put the fifth who'd you say you said zeppelin beastie boys no, tool, he said modest, mouse, modest mouse. Modest mouse. He didn't say tool. I said tool. Yeah, he I said, said tool too. Yeah. Oh, we all, we have, all have tool. tool? Yeah. I I've, I bought every one of their albums on the nice. day they were released. Oh, I, yeah. I, didn't brother, know, I didn't know you were a tool guy, Todd. Yeah. The first album I ever heard was my brother had Opiate. And that made me want to go. When I was working with, I think I would have been working with you guys when. Um, I was working at Applebee's when uh, Ladder House days. came out. When Ladder House came out, I, me I, and Jeremy Pyatt went to the Meyer right lie. behind the Applebee's and bought it the night it came out. I so, skipped school that morning so I could go buy it. Yeah, I showed 10, up late. Ten thousand days came out while we lived. Oh, at ten thousand days—that's what it was. Yeah, yeah ten thousand days. That's yeah. the one that came out. Yeah, that came, all that, those came out when I, that came out when I lived in Fort Wayne because I remember Jesse bought it. Yeah. I bought it the next day. Like, yeah. I have a cop. I have ten thousand days in my car right now. Enema yeah. was one of the first albums I burned. I went <laughs> in my brother's room and took it off of his rack. I went right down to our computer and burned it. It's like one yeah, of the I first think, albums I burned. 
What was your fifth one then? I don't have it yet. Neither of us uh, have a fifth one yet. So mine would be Tool, um, Michael Jackson for sure. Um, I, when it comes to the rap, it's like I was gonna take Woo because I thought I would get everybody's side catalog because I could go with Old Dirty Bastard and like that's awesome. Drama, you're I about to say, you're about to, say bro, with, you're about to say Brother Lynch, aren't you? I was. I, I thought of him too. I knew but his I knew. catalog sucks. He doesn't have a great catalog. He's got two good albums, and I know every word of them. But I think it would be Red Man. I think Ooh. I would take the Red Red Man because I would still get Blackout album with uh with Meth. That's that's a that's a Red Man Method Man album. Yeah, where Red Man's on it, so I get both the Blackout albums and all of Red Man's catalog is good to me. So I would probably take Red Man. It was between him and Kanye, but Kanye's been so fucked up lately. Like, I, ugh. I think, I think Kanye's my fifth, and I really only like His the first, first three albums. I don't even yeah. like the, I don't even like four and five. But College Dropout, Late Registration, and Graduation might be the best three album stretch. You put me on the College Dropout. I remember that, like. That was, I, that is top five rap album in my book. I like, think those. I think that's the best three album stretch. Yeah. Of any hip hop artist ever. I don't. I don't think it's re- really even close. It's yeah. I I agree. Oh shit. I know who it is. And I might I have to take Michael. Is. Never mind. I know. I I can't even believe I even thought about this. It's not Redman. As much as I love Redman, his first two albums that I listened to were great. But it's Nas. I forgot. It's Nas. Nas, I think, is the greatest lyricist of all time. And his first five albums were all liquid fire. So I could and I could listen to every single one of them back to back. So that it would be Nas for me. Number four then would be <sighs> probably Slayer. It would it would be t- between Metallica and Slayer because I would have to have a metal band in there, like a real metal band. And Metallica's first five albums are better than I think anything Slayer did, in my opinion. But Slayer's overall catalog is a lot better and fits what I would want for that type of music. I, so I think it would be Slayer. I was never a I was never a big I mean I was never a big metal guy really in general. Yeah, unless yeah. You talk, I mean if you talk like Led Zeppelin being like the you know, the forebears of metal music, then sure. But like Slayer, I never really got into early Metallica stuff. Everything up to like the Black Album, I think yeah. is really, it's good. It's super good. But it never really was something that I like went nuts for. They're the best live band I've ever seen. Metallica? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was, it was. See, two uh, I think my brother would say the same thing. Seen. What do you. It was. It was crazy. Like what I, you, I, I what it's not like you put a CD in. Uh, so I was gonna say, are you basing best on as far as like sounding? It sounded like, like you album? just took a CD in your in your in your car and you're listening to it. And I was four people from the stage. I couldn't hear a goddamn thing after I left. Like it was yeah. great. I've heard the same thing. Metallica's just the, amazing live. So not to get too far off off subject here, but you guys know Alt J. Yeah. yeah. Alt J sounds exactly like their album live. I mean, like, I was questioning whether or not they were really playing their instruments by the end of it. I was like, this sounds so perfect that I'm concerned that they're faking. Right. And Incubus, too. I've seen Incubus three times, 
the first time was almost 20 years ago. Yeah, and no the good. last time, the last time was five years ago. Brandon Boyd sounds exactly the same now as he did 20 years ago. So like absurd, I think absurdly I'm, good live. I think I'm taking Michael out of mine. To replace him with. I love Black Sabbath. I don't care what anybody else. I says. was gonna say why led or when you said Led Zeppelin, I thought to the me, band I've got I think Sabbath. I've got my five. I, I'm struggling right now because I want to put Black Sabbath, but I also want to put Queens of the Stone Age. And that's a weird pull, Todd. I, I like weird bands, man. I like like one of my favorite rappers is Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Nobody listens I like to that Del. stuff. Like I love I love some Del Deltron thirty thousand. I love Del, dude. I think my fifth is Foo Fighters. I can put in there. I love the Foo Fighters. I guarantee you, if we ask my wife this question, Foo Fighters would be the first band she named. On the Oculus, they have like this thing called Oculus Horizons, and you, you can watch like, them live. It was awesome. Yeah, I watched it live. It's pretty cool. I saw Foo Fighters at Lollapalooza last year. Really? I think my fifth would be Hans Zimmer. <laughs> That's cheating. That's, that's not cheating. That like, is cheating. I have a playlist on my Spotify. That Mine's is Nino, weird uh, shit I hear in It's that's weird shit cheating. I hear in movies. What? That's super cheating. That's not cheating. That's easy. Yeah. That, that's, he's got a great catalog. Look at his catalog. Oh, that's believe me, movie. I know. Dra- drama's like, uh, my first pick's going to be John Williams. Um, <laughs> Nino Morricone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, don't talk shit. That dude's got some fire, too, like. Who's hey, if you want some of that, just do Metallica because you get the you get the symphony yeah. um, album and they do the ecstasy of gold and it's awesome. Yeah. What's homeboy? What's homeboy's name that did the Game of Thrones? That Raman Jawadi or whatever. Like, oh, I don't know. Dr- but my, Drummond- my version would have to be the South Park version. Wiener, floppy wiener, floppy wiener, <laughs> floppy wiener. That was the shit. What's the What's the line in in High Fidelity? Dramas picking. Side one, track one of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony or whatever. Like, <laughs> pretty much. Very, very safe, very safe pick drama. Very pussy. Why um, you bring Zimmer. that up? I don't know if you, John. I sent it to you today. Some other guys that have like a TikTok or a podcast, they were reading off weird stats. You know the lady that helped the Apollo thirteen mission, helped those astronauts figure out how to get back. She did that while she was giving birth to Jack Black. What? She what? solved that problem. Jack Black's mother, Jack Black's mom, worked for NASA and did the, and was the like person who solved one of the things that saved those astronauts' life and brought them brought them back. Like but she did it figures. while she was at the hospital giving birth to Jack Black. To I would Jack like Black. Black. I would like to fact check that, dude. Yeah. I was watching this. Crazy. You heard that on a TikTok? <laughs> it was on a podcast with those guys that read the crazy, like weird world coincidences. Right. Yeah. They said, "Check this one out," and they run it off, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" So, this it's it's strange that you said that because earlier I was talking about the like weird MSNBC. It's sure enough, that's right. It's that's true. Wild. That is wild. Yeah. Uh, I, you guys are on IMDb all the time, and like, you ever look through people's like trivia? Oh yeah. You know who yeah, Alicia Witt is? You know what? Alicia Witt, redheaded actress. She, sure played Sybil Shepherd, she played Sybil Shepherd's daughter on the TV show Sybil, and then she was yeah. like, "She." I'm sure if I saw who Chris she was. Chris Moltisanti cheated on Adriana with her in The Sopranos. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know who you're talking about. I was randomly somehow ended up on her IMDb page earlier in some goofy rabbit hole, and 
her trivia, her mom from 1988 to 1996 was in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the world's longest hair. Weird. Super weird, right? So weird is that? And then, then to make it even weirder, Alicia Witt's parents both died in December from apparent carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. Right? I agree. I agree with with your assessment of wow, drama. Like, I read that and was like, what a weird life. What a weird life. This woman was in the Guinness Book of World Records for eight years. Her daughter's a famous actress, and then her and her husband just die from carbon monoxide poisoning in their sleep. Click on Jason Schwartzman. Because that, that's a rabbit hole that gets crazy. Yeah, he's related he's, to everybody. Yeah, he was the he's drummer of the band. Tired. He was the drummer of Phantom Planet that did the OC intro. Oh, yeah. yeah that band to be an actor. I, love, I love Phantom Planet, for the record. His uncle is Francis Cage, and his cousin is Nick Cage. Yeah, his like, mom is Talia Shire. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, dude. It, it, he's He's... Related to a bunch of people. It's crazy. He was just on uh, the new season of Righteous Gemstones. I, know. I love this. He's good. Sports. Yeah, he's good. Even if you even if you throw out Rushmore, which why would you? Like, right. He's still like, oh, some of the shit he's been in. Did you ever see that dumb, I don't even remember what the movie was called, where they're in college and they're like, oh, I it might just be called Cheaters. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I gotta look it up, but I'm looking at it right now. He's so ridiculous in that movie. He makes up a nickname. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a nickname. I just made it up. It's Laser. Like it's, <laughs> it's just such a weird throwaway line, and he's so goofy. Uh, he's, he's great. Did you guys like Funny People? I never, I never saw that. All right. This good never movie. Watched it's not it. terrible. I think Jason Schwartzman's character in that movie is just crazy underrated you know what i liked him in the wet hot american summer when they read they did the uh the mini series i didn't watch it oh he was good in that dude he was good it wasn't as good as the original movie wet hot american summer but the on paper it looks like something that i should have just dove headfirst into because the people that are in it and like i love the original movie yeah I don't know why I haven't checked Chris it out. Chris Wyatt was actually the one that got me into that movie. He was like, dude, you should watch this. And he handed, he handed me two movies at his house one night when we were leaving. Um, I was taking James Baugh home. And he was like, here, man, you need to watch these two movies. And one movie was uh, uh, Wet Hot American Summer. The other movie was Shaolin Soccer. He was like, Ooh. here, go watch these, these movies. Two great movies. Yeah, and I went home and watched both of them back to back. And I was like, these are great. And then I immediately watched Kung Fu Hustle right after that. That is that is the strangest two movies for somebody to hand another person. <laughs> right? Like, With Jeremy. He's like a weird, you know, Jer- oh, scientist dude, Jeremy, dude. Jeremy Pye was so weird and so funny. Yeah, uh, he's great. I Like, probably, I don't know, seven years ago, six, seven years ago, I messaged him on Facebook. This is when his Facebook was still active. Uh-huh. And I was friends with him on Facebook, but, like, I... Uh, I found somebody shared this like, um, what's the, God damn it! When people are trying to raise money, what's that called? Fundraising. Yeah, but the website that they do it through. GoFundMe. 
GoFundMe. Yeah. So somebody had a GoFundMe to like give money to Kanye West. Remember when Kanye claimed he was going bankrupt or whatever? Right. I had a, a GoFundMe shared, and the person that created the GoFundMe was Jeremy Pyatt. <laughs> and I was like, there is a zero percent chance this is the same Jeremy Pyatt. <laughs> right. And I reached out to him and just sent him a message that was like, uh, hey man, I just saw a GoFundMe trying to get some money around for Kanye West bankruptcy case. Right. Tell me that wasn't started by you and it was a different Jeremy Pyatt. And he was like, Definitely not me. Hope things are going well. That was all I heard from and never heard right. from him again. I was like, he was a very Jeremy Pyatt answer. Super smart guy, man. But that oh, was like he handed me those movies, like, watch these movies. And I was like, all right. Like American Hot dude, the scene with uh, the guy Chris from Mar- Law and Order. Chris yeah. Chris Maloney. Dude, Maloney the first or time Maloney. I watched that, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> this dude. And then start singing and shit. Oh, <laughs> so good. That I had such movie. high hopes for the for the reboot, and it was like it was okay. It, they couldn't re- really really recapture what they had. You know what's really Paul crazy? Run was awesome in it. That's what I was gonna say. Like, think about the people that were in that in that movie. Like Paul Rudd is now. I mean, he was Bradley Paul Cooper. Magazine. He was sexiest man of the year. People Magazine's sexiest yeah. man alive or whatever. Bradley yeah. Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's first film role. Yep. Amy Poehler was in that. Yeah, Amy uh, Poehler. Who was in the original movie to that? Was... That's what we're talking about. Janine Garofalo. Janine uh, Garofalo and David Hyde Pierce. Michael Ian Black's in that. Yeah, David, oh, David. dude, he's one of my. He's my like. I watch Michael Ian. I fuck with Michael Ian Black, dude. That dude's funny. <laughs> Do you remember? You that remember dude those, is uh, funny, dude. You remember VH1, the the I love the seventies and I love the. Yeah, 80s. he was on all those. Yeah, he was great so on those. Michael Ian Black Michael said, "Mike, yeah, oh, Michael Showalter's great too." Yeah. Michael Ian Black said the funniest thing that I've ever seen on television, I think, in one of those I Love the 70s episodes. They were talking about how Mel Brooks made Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein in the same year. Which that's that, crazy. That alone is wild. I mean, Blazing Saddles might be the funniest movie possibly ever. I mean, it's way up there on the list. It's and really up there. Michael Ian Black goes. This man decided that he wasn't just going to make Blazing Saddles, but he was also going to make the second funniest black and white movie ever made. Yeah. And then he hesitates and goes, obviously the funniest being Schindler's List. (laughs) And he says it in that, like, in the most, the most dry, like, you can see just, like, his lip, his lip curls up just enough that, you know... And I know you guys know exactly the look I'm talking about that he does all the time where he's like, with number one obviously being Schindler's List. And I have to look it up that list, like, just that. enough. That's a wrap. Uh, yeah. We got to end all on right. that right there. That's a wrap. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Schindler's List and get some laughs out. Right, right. Uh, my wife's never seen that movie, so I might watch it too just to Floppy get her fixed. up to speed. All right, fellas, that is a wrap on episode four. I'm glad we didn't kill each other over the Batman. Jesse, uh, I hope you're listening, and uh, I hope we ruined the movie for you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. If you just listened all the way through that and did not realize that we were going to spoil the shit out of it, I'm really, really sorry, but you should have should have read the comments first. So, yeah. See you guys next week. Bye.